Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Today on the Account for Life podcast, here's what we're talking about. The one mistake that's put people out of business or kept them on life support. Guys, here's what we're talking about. We're going to unpack one, the last phase of creation and how that really relates to your business and your product, your service and how you can get into the marketplace. But you have to do this without creating these huge mistakes. So I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Account for Life podcast. This is Jay Moore, the healthy accountant, helping you to account for your life. So let's jump right into this. So as I'm looking over this creation account, Getting here to day six, if you, you know, if you've been following, we've gone through every day, we've made a reference to business in life with every day that we've um, talked about this. And today is the culmination. And so let's just think about this before we really get into the mistake. Let's think about what was God doing? Why did God, good, good word here. Why, why did God decide to create man? Why did he create man? Now, now before he created man in the text, it says that on that sixth day, what he did was he he said, let the earth bring forth. So the first thing that had to happen before even man was created, more support. He created more support for the man because the man was going to have a job to do because when once he finished creating the man, he was going to give him an assignment. You ready for that? See, you have to have an assignment. Your 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 product has to have an assignment as to what it is going to do. So here's what he did. He says, let's let the earth bring forth cattle right you know the creeping things you know all the stuff that walks upon the ground we're going to bring forth all of that out of the earth see god's using another element he said i'm going to take everything out of the earth and then that's when all these things happen now he said nothing about forming anything we don't know how god did it but it says let it come out of and then after he had done that then that's when they used a different phrase he said, let us make. Now, in I think it's in Genesis 2, it talks about he formed him from the dust of the ground. But in Genesis 1, it, it never goes into that detail. But that's in Genesis 2. But he says, let us make man in our image. So let's stop right here. Because now he's at the point of creating the thing that, that he really wanted to create, but he couldn't create that first. See, imagine, imagine if God had created man. At the very beginning, he gets there, it's dark. <laughs> Nothing's happening, he creates man. And the man's like, well, what the heck is going on? I don't like, I don't understand why I'm here. You know, man would be looking around trying to figure out, well, what are you doing, God? What are you doing? How'd you do that? He'd be asking too many questions. That had nothing to do with man. Man did not need to see what God did. So God's like, I can't, like if my, I want to create the man, but the man's going to have a different assignment. And so your product, your service, your business has an assignment that's outside of you. It has, it has something, it's outside of you. And so God, ultimately, what, what is it that God wanted when he decided to create this new, 
well, come to this new realm. See, two things happen. One, from what I can kind of fathom, the being of God is not really, it's, it doesn't, it's probably more light than anything. <laughs> I would just, I'm just saying it's probably more light than anything and can take on whatever form it needs to at the time. That's just, you know, just me throwing something out. that doesn't have to be 100% right. But let's let's think about it. So so if God is just say God's an invisible being, heaven is invisible to us. And then he said, I'm going to make a physical world so that I can create a physical being so that that physical being can actually do some things in the physical in this new physical world that I'm creating. So then that means that God was ultimately creating a new home for, quote unquote, offspring, quote unquote, children quote-unquote his family so god's creating a home for his family but he's given his family a different appearance but that's so he's like i'm going to go and create this new world on this thing that i'm going to call earth and that's where they're going to live now who knows what the plans really were from the beginning because we don't know we don't know what was supposed to happen we have no idea what was supposed to happen. Now the sin came in. So we're not even going to go there. So, but let's think about it now. So he's, he decided to create this world with this physical being. And that was, that was what he wanted to do. But before he could get to his main thing, he had to go through a process. Now, now let's bring this back to business because a lot of times happened to me. I'm not sure if it happened to you. Maybe, you know, I'm an accountant. I said, oh, shoot, I can just do accounting. I just start the business doing accounting. Hey, uh, hey, I've got this accounting, 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 just helping people with accounting. And what happens is, here's what happens. You, you get down the road and you're like, what the heck am I doing? Like, why, like, I, did I just do this just so I can make some money? A am I just doing this for the sake that somebody would pay me and, and they could decide how much they wanted to pay me and I'd take whatever they gave me if it was a little bit, if it was more, if it was just enough. Like, this is why I'm doing this? What you think now? We take jobs. You came out of school. Your parents, you better get you a good job paying you some good money. Right? Why did you get into the field? What, like, like, what's the purpose of you going into that field and, and what are you going to accomplish? A lot of times we don't think that far. And what God's showing us in the creation strategy here is that you got to think before you start. You got to know exactly why you want to bring, you want to do something, you want to bring something out. And then you got to create a circumstance, a situation, an environment. My, you know, my trusty mentor, Myron Golden, he says this, he says, look, as a business person, you don't have to go and look for people. You don't have to go and look for people to sell to. You should never be looking for people to sell to because that way it's, you're just going to find yourself beating on the door and people going to be like, man, goodness gracious, you're, try, you're always trying to sell me something. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is create an environment where people feel like buying. And when you create an environment where people feel like buying, then what happens is what you're selling, they just want to buy it. So... Like if I was selling accounting services, then I would not be sitting here talking about accounting services all day long because you want to talk about how it helps. You want to talk about the payoff, the result. And that's what Myron teaches. I love that. You want to talk about the result. Oh, you want to have more money. Like, you know, and you know, it's funny. I posted, um, I did one of those mix up reels 
this week with a guy named Andrew Tate. You may know who he is, but I, I just came in contact with him on YouTube. Pretty, pretty cool dude. Um, you know, may not be for everybody, but, you know, but he's got some really good takes on money and life and success and, you know, and all this good stuff. So I did a mix up reel with him because he was talking about money. He was talking about how him and his brother got rich. Him and his friends got rich. And it blew me. And and here's one of the things that he talks about. Because this is the payoff that everybody wants. Everybody wants money. But no one wants to talk about money. He says that he only would be around people who wanted to talk about money. If you didn't want to talk about money, you were dead to him. You, you could not be around him. Because he had to fill his environment up with this idea. Look, I have to have money. We should only be talking about one, not just us getting money, but how's that person making money? Look at Starbucks. Look at Panera Bread. Look at McDonald's. Look at Wendy's. Look at, you know, Ruth Chris. Look at all these places, Target and Walmart. We should be looking at what they're doing, trying to figure out, well, wait a second, they may make a lot of money. And we should be looking at it from a, from a critical perspective. Man, what if they were doing this? What if they was doing this? And, and what happens is you start creating an environment that supports the idea of where you're going. See, most of us have an idea of where we want to go, but we won't actually do anything to get us there. And when I post this mix up real, I had a good friend, uh, Marcus uh, Neal. <laughs> Shout out to Marcus. He, he says, look, when's the meeting, bro? Because in essence, Marcus is like, look, I want to sit around talking about money all day too. And, and I says, man, I wonder if there's any other people like that out there. Are you a person that wants to talk, that, that has a desire to talk about money all the time? That's all we're going to talk about. We're not talking about nothing else but money. We're not talking about the problems. We're just talking about money. We're talking about what we see in the marketplace. We're talking about, man, what could we potentially do? We're talking about problems with, with other businesses. And, man, what if they had this? If you, know, if you have a business, then that means that we could, we could potentially look at your business. Everybody could chime in. Man, what if you did this? Then everybody would be working together so that everybody's ship can rise up. They said, the old statement says what? It says, the rising tide rises all ships. I think that's how they say it. Rising tide. So, so, so if, if we're all in the tide, all in our boats together and it starts to rise, then we all have to get rich. One of my mentors, oh my goodness, he says, look, you should ask God if you should be able to get rich. And when I ask God, God, can I get rich? He says, dude, that's up to you. I asked God if it was okay to get rich. And he said, it's up to you if you want to get rich. If that's your desire to get rich. See, because God could want you to get rich and that doesn't mean anything because if you don't actually desire it and want to actually go after what that takes, then that's not going to happen. So when God started his business, what was his business? Colonization, bringing up a family, creating a legacy. That's, that, that was God's business here on earth. He had to set it up so that he would never have to come and fix anything in, in the environment. Now, here's what happened. But he set in place on day, what, day number four, a mechanism to govern growth and life. What was that mechanism? Time. He set time up to govern growth in life because he says time would at least help if they just so happen to mess up we i have this time in here 
so that so that he can use it for his glory, but it can help them so that they too can, if they mess up, they can actually still become who they were created to be. Man, this is mind blowing because as you think God had said, let there be light. That was one day. Day two, he's, he then divided the waters. He divided the water. And then as he divided the water, he took something out of the water and called it the firmament and called that heaven. What is that? Water. It, listen, it's air. It's air. So the heaven, it, heaven is nothing but air. Create that on day two. Then on day three, now he's got, now he's got, he's got a system going here. He's got the air going. So now things can actually breathe that I want to bring into the marketplace. What was the marketplace originally? He said, let us bring, let us now take the waters and move them around so that they have their own boundary. About to close here. They have their own boundary here. The water's got their boundary. And from the water, we're going to bring dry land. So now he moved the waters out of the way. And because he moved the waters out of the way, now there's land. So he creates this dry land says, oh, from the dry land, we're bringing grass and herbs and, and seeds that now become trees and all this ecosystem of stuff that now creates a life. But he had to start, he had to start in chaos. Darkness. It's safe to say that that would be considered like chaos because he had not created time yet, which on day four is when he actually brought the sun and the moon. The sun and the moon decides what time it is. The sun and the moon decide what season you're in. The sun and the moon is now his way of saying, I'm still in control. I'm here all the time. That's, that's, my, that's just what I'm taking out of it. Doesn't mean that you have to necessarily believe that it's golden, but that's what I'm taking from it. Once he had time in place, then he said, oh man, let us now on day five, let us bring forth out of the waters, right? In the waters, he created all the fish, all the big whales, all those big things and other big creatures that, that we never saw before. And then from the waters, he created the birds, he created the fowls of the air. He's creating an ecosystem that supports his main creation. Then once he creates the cattle on day six and all the creeping things that walks upon the earth, then he says, now I'm going to create the ultimate product, man. But how does this work in your business? Think about what your clients, your customers really desire. I want you to think about that. What do you really desire? All my clients, customers really desire money. That's what they really desire. That's what they hope to have. Did you catch that last word? They hope to have it. You cannot have money before you've discovered you. You got to discover an identity that leads you to that. But before you can get to having it, you actually have to do the thing that's associated with the person that can have it. But my clients desire money all day long. That's what they desire. So if I was creating a program that would help them to have money, I would create a program that actually walked them through how to live a life. They would live a life first. They would, they would master 
they would learn the mastery of living because in living is to produce. All right, here's my proof of the production. The charge that, that God gave the man after he created him was what? Be fruitful. What does that really mean? Go become yourself. Go on the ends, bring what's on the inside. A fruit, a fruit comes from a seed, guys. Go on the inside and take out, take out what I've already put there and become that. And by becoming that, right, he says, be fruitful and multiply and start multiplying what I've given you. So that means that the fruit has to keep growing. Look. All right. So the first thing I learned about the be fruitful thing back when I was young is you having babies. Oh, that's just part of it. That's a gift to be able to do it. Now we can duplicate ourselves. But then he says, subdue. You got to subdue and replenish. These are these are all the doings that you must do so that you can get to the last thing. He says, once you are fruitful, you multiply, you subdue and you replenish all these like all that's do. Do subdue. Do replenish. And then have dominion. Listen, the dominion is your domain of authority. That's your domain. That's where he sets you apart. That's where he's like, that's where you're going. But you're only going to get there through this process. But here's the thing. When you started your business, when you started your life, when you start becoming the person that you are, no one took you through the right process. What did they take you through? They took you through a process of of doing and having, never being. So because you did and you tried to have, there's an emptiness that many of us have, that many of us face in our life that we can't seem to get over. Look, today, about to close here, today is just the beginning. I've taken you through a process. Hopefully, you'll go back and watch this whole series again. Hopefully, you'll, you'll, take, this, you'll, you'll take these lessons and you'll start developing your life from the lesson that I've taught you this week. Now, there's, now there'll be more, right? There'll be more because we've got one more episode in this series tomorrow. And we're going to talk specifically about rest in our episode, in our seventh episode, where we'll talk about rest. We'll talk about the, the meaning of it and how God used it for himself, but how we can to use this understanding of rest so that we can continue to become the people that we were created to be doing the stuff that we know we're supposed to do so we can have dominion over the domain that's been set aside just for you and me. So guys, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of the Account for Your Life podcast. This is your boy, Jay Moore, the healthy accountant, helping you to account for your life. God bless, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live, so live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.